Welcome in to episode 10 of the Ross Sports Report. And here we are. March Madness has already begun as I'm reporting. I'm recording this. I'm recording this Wednesday night. And so we had two games last night with, uh, was it Southeast Missouri State over Texas A&M Corpus Christi? And uh, Pittsburgh winning a thriller over Mississippi State late in Dayton in the first four. Uh, tonight, I just finished up with Texas Southern and Fairleigh Dickinson. Fairleigh Dickinson winning that one to move on. And now coming up next, I'm recording in between games. It'll be Nevada. And who's the other 11 seed somewhere? Uh, Nevada and Arizona State. So recording in between uh, two games. I'm going to knock this out. We're going to go game by game, bracket by bracket, until we crown a champion here in a minute on March Madness. Uh, but before we get to uh, the NCAA tournament, some news of interest. Uh, earlier today, uh, always uh, fun. Uh, well, first of all, congratulations to Scotty Scheffler on running away with the Players' Championship on Sunday. Absolutely running away with it, winning millions and millions of dollars in the largest purse ever in a PGA Tour event. Uh, he dominated. Nobody really even challenged him. Uh, any of the part, any any day, any part of the day, I should say, on Sunday. Uh, so Scheffler, of course, defending Masters champion, has won a ton in the last really twelve months. Uh, month, uh, year and a half has really solidified himself as the number one player in the world. Uh, with that being said, John Rahm did uh, remove himself from the tournament, I think, on uh, Thursday or Friday, Friday, two under par um, with an illness. So uh, not saying that any of that had anything to do with it. Um, Scotty Sheffer played exceptionally well. Uh, all week long, and especially on uh, Saturday, late Saturday and, and, and Sunday to put it away. So uh, I say that to say this. Scotty Scheffler has released his Masters Champions dinner menu. For those of you that do not know, every year the Masters Champion uh, picks the menu for the Champions dinner the following Tuesday night of the tournament. So uh, this year it'll be Tuesday night, April the 4th, uh, after a practice round, uh, day before the par three contest and all that, and only the past champions and the chairman of Augusta National at this point, at this time, Fred Ridley, are invited to eat. Uh, probably the most exclusive meal by far, in all of sports. The only really organized meal that um, a major sporting event puts on um, the week of during the event. So Tuesday night, Masters Champion Dinner. So he put the menu out today. Lots of uh, jokes on social media about it, saying it's an Applebee's menu or a Chili's menu. But you got to think about it. Scotty Schleffler is a young guy. And, you know, growing up in the 90s and 2000s, he liked finger foods and chilies were very popular. Applebee's popular. So uh, the appetizer is going to be cheeseburger sliders and firecracker shrimp. Those are your appetizers. Then uh, tortilla soup with avocado crispy blue tortilla 
chip strips, sour cream, cilantro, and lime. And then the main dish, the uh, entree, Texas ribeye steak. Of course, Scotty Scheffler hails from Texas. Or blackened redfish served with family-style mac and cheese, jalapeno cream corn, fried Brussels sprouts, and seasoned french fries. For dessert, warm chocolate chip skillet cookie, milk and cookies, ice cream. So, yes, does sound very Chili's-esque with the sliders and the firecracker shrimp or bang-bang shrimp, uh, some places call it. And then you got the tortilla soup, which they have at Chili's, I'm thinking Applebee's. Texas ribeye steak, you can get a steak there. It's not very good, but you can get a steak there. I don't think you can go to an Applebee's or a Chili's in anywhere across the country and find redfish. Uh, But, yes, they definitely have a chocolate chip skillet cookie for dessert. So very interesting. But I will say it sounds absolutely fantastic and delicious to me. Um, And and interesting enough, and we'll we'll find out closer to time, if not uh, uh, the night of or after, uh, the cheeseburger sliders underneath, they're going to be served Scotty style. So that's how he likes his cheeseburger slider. It'll be very interesting to see. Uh, how that turns out. Um, let's get to uh, let's get to the bracket. Um, the greatest sporting event of the year, as I mentioned last week, uh, smack dab in the middle of, in the middle of the greatest sports time of the year. Over the next four weeks, you have March Madness, you have the Masters, you have the opening day for Major League Baseball. Uh, so the greatest time of the year has come for sports. And without further ado, we're going to run down the bracket, how I have it. And uh, let me just give a little explanation of how I go about it. I work uh, from region to region, round to round. So I base it on matchups. I don't have a set Final Four in my head uh, when I fill this out. I don't have a set champion in my head when I fill this out. I just go by matchups when I see them develop down the line. Uh, I think I mentioned last week, um, and I did that again uh, every year since 1987. I have a legal pad, and I watch the selection show, and I write down my bracket. So every year since 1987, I've done that. It's just my thing. It's a lot of fun, uh, and I love it. And then I print off a bracket off of uh, a a website. I think this one was NCAA.com. And then I sat down, and I filled it out game by game as the matchups come. So, again, I don't have a set Final Four in my head. I don't have a set final in my head. I don't have a set championship or a champion in my head when I do this. I just kind of let the bracket, the bracket flow. And also, may not be the right way to go about it because I've never won a bracket challenge group that I've ever been in. But, be that as it may, here is the Raw Sports Report 2023 March Madness bracket. Starting in the South region. In the first round, Alabama will move on against Southeast Missouri State. Maryland will defeat West Virginia. I have a couple of upsets in the first round. This is one of them. Charleston upsetting San Diego State down in Orlando on Thursday. Charleston, the Cougars, 31-3 out of the Atlantic 10. Uh, They will move on over San Diego State. And the Furman Paladins will move on upsetting the Virginia Cavaliers, not just because I have a lot of friends that are on the Furman staff or, or a lot of friends that are associated with Furman and not because I work for Furman for so long, but I truly believe that Furman style of play will give Virginia fits the way they play. 
Virginia wants to slow it down and make it a 20-18 to 18 game at halftime. Furman wants to run it and can run and push it. So I think the Furman style of play is going to really put Virginia kind of um, – but they can slow it down. Don't get me wrong. Virginia has the, uh, the ability to slow a game down, but I think Furman plays into that very well. And, and of all the, the four seeds that Furman could have picked matchup-wise, this is the best for the Paladins. Uh, they, they wouldn't have matched up well with Tennessee with their bigs. Uh, they would not have matched up well um, with Indiana because of their inside-out play, and they would not have matched up well uh, with UConn uh, because of how many guards they have and, and their, their guard play. Uh, they do a three-guard thing. Uh, but I think Furman matches up well with the, basically on the pace of play. Now, Virginia can score some points if they want to, and they may have to tomorrow at 1240. Um, but I think Furman will move on and win in the NCAA tournament. Of course, the first time they've been in the NCAA tournament since 1980. 1980. Moving on, uh, NC State will upset Creighton. Now, Creighton has some injuries, and they started out preseason top 10. They have faded. NC State, I think, peaking a little bit at the right time, but I will say this. I do believe that NC State should not be in the tournament. Well, Robbie, why did you pick them to win a first-round game? That doesn't matter. The matchup, as I said, is is right for North Carolina State. But I think Clemson being left out of the field and putting NC State in the field was wrong. Clemson beat North Carolina State three times in the regular season, two times in the regular season, once in the ACC tournament, and beat them bad two of those times. Uh, Clemson finished third in the league. NC State finished sixth in the league. Uh, but yet they put Clemson, in, uh, put, put Clemson out and put NC State in. Don't agree with the selection, but the matchup is there for NC State, who has very good players, very talented players with Travion Smith, can put a team on his back and win a first-round game and maybe even a second-round game when we get there. NC State upsets Creighton. Baylor over UC Santa Barbara, but consider this to be close. Baylor has had some injury struggles, and UC Santa Barbara is pretty good, uh, 27-7 on the year. So don't sleep on UC Santa Barbara, but I think Baylor moves on. Missouri played extremely well in the SEC tournament. Um, just ran into a buzzsaw there at the end, but they move on over Utah State, who was one of the last teams in, and they had to fight to their conference championship game to get in as an at-large bid. Uh, Arizona, they are a very, very good basketball team. Got the two seed. I think the best of the two seeds, to be quite honest, um, is Arizona. They get the two seed. They will beat Princeton, who upset Yale in their championship tournament. So it was Arizona moves on. Now moving down to the east in the first round, Purdue will handle Fairleigh Dickinson. Memphis uh, will handle Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic has a great record, 31-3, best record in the, in the tournament. Uh, but uh, along with Houston at 31 and three, um, but Memphis has found their peak. They played really, really well uh, in, to win uh, their conference tournament uh, over the weekend and uh, against Houston. So Memphis will move on into the second round. It will be Duke over Oral Roberts, but don't expect that to be much of a blowout. Oral Roberts only 30 and four on the year. They are very athletic and play very good basketball. So look for Duke to maybe struggle for a half down in Orlando tomorrow. Tennessee going to be upset by Louisiana. And I know you're, what you're saying. Robbie, you've got two 13 seeds moving on in the, in the first round. You can't have two. Well, 
it's another matchup that looks very good because Tennessee is, is without their point guard, and they have been struggling lately without their point guard. So Louisiana has a very, very good scoring offense and can run with Tennessee, which Tennessee likes to run. Louisiana going to move on as the 13th seed to play Duke on Saturday in Orlando. Kentucky, a lot of people uh, on TV this week calling for Kentucky to be on upset, upset alert. Providence, very, very good out of the Big East. 21-11, so is Kentucky. But remember, folks, you got to think about it. Calipari and Kentucky got upset by 15-seed St. Peter's last year in the first round. Calipari's not going to let that happen again, although it's still a an 11-6 game. Uh, it's not going to happen. I think Kentucky moves on and could win a couple of games in this tournament, as we will see. Kansas State over Montana State, a uh, three versus 14. My, Stana, my Kentucky, Kansas State moves on. Michigan State in the tournament for the 25th straight year under Coach Izzo. That is a record. They move on over USC and Marquette under Shaka Smart. Man, what a great job Shaka Smart does everywhere he goes. VCU, Texas, now Marquette, and he's taking another team to the tournament. Marquette, the two seed, they beat Vermont. Looking over in the Midwest bracket, uh, it will be Houston over Northern Kentucky. The Norse just not going to have enough firepower to handle uh, Houston. Auburn upsetting Iowa as a 9-8 game in Birmingham. So think about this. Auburn, a de facto home game in Birmingham to play Iowa and then to play Houston in the second round. The committee did Houston no favors by sending them to Birmingham to take on Auburn in a potential second-round matchup in pretty much a home game for the War Eagles. On down, it is Miami, the five seed, over Drake. Miami moves on. Indiana over Kent State in an in-state battle there. So uh, Indiana moves on as the four seed. The six seed, Iowa State, against 11 seed Pitt. Pitt won a very good game last night over Mississippi State. Shot the ball extremely, extremely well. I see Pitt moving on again, winning two games in this tournament, beating Iowa State, uh, uh, moving on to the second round. Xavier over Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State three years ago, 1-29. Now they're in the NCAA tournament the first time, but their run ends as Xavier will move on as the three seed. Texas A&M and Penn State. Penn State punched their ticket via their performance all the way to the Penn State, uh, to the Big Ten championship game, down by 17 in the second half, come all the way back and almost win the Big Ten, uh, but falling just short at Purdue. Penn State going to upset Texas A&M. Texas A&M very, very streaky uh, this year. Uh, they can play great. They can play really, really bad. And I think Penn State, who is hot at the right time, has some great guard play. Uh, they're going to move on. Texas against Colgate. You see what the committee was trying to do. They were trying to create a Texas-Texas A&M second-round matchup. Not going to happen because Penn State's going to ruin that party. But Texas, the two-seed in the Midwest, will move on defeating Colgate. Last first-round matchups, Kansas will have no trouble with Howard. Arkansas will beat Illinois. They are the eight over the nine. Another upset, 12-seed VCU will upset St. Mary's. It will be UConn, the four-seed over Iona. TCU will move on regardless of who they play tonight, either Arizona State or Nevada. Gonzaga, Grand Canyon, it'll be Gonzaga moving on there. Boise State, a 10 seed, going to get a win in the NCAA tournament for the second year in a row. They're going to upset Northwestern. And UCLA will end UNC Asheville's season in the first round. So we go back to the South region for second-round games. 
Alabama will take care of Maryland to move to the Sweet 16. Charleston, I think, just had too much firepower for Furman in that 13-12 matchup. Charleston moves on to the Sweet 16. NC State will upset Baylor. Like I said, NC State can get rolling. Baylor has some injury issues. So even though I still don't think NC State should be in the field, I like the matchups. They will move on to the Sweet 16. Arizona will take care of Missouri. So the Sweet 16 in the South region is going to be Alabama, Charleston, NC State, and Arizona. Now moving to the East region, Purdue will take care of Memphis. I think Zach Eady is too strong for Memphis's guard play to hang with them. Duke will beat Louisiana, although it will be close. Duke is peaking at the right time, but still, you got to think back. Duke has not been this Duke team until the last three or four weeks. They could show uh, back their true colors or what are their true colors, I guess we'll see. Either the, the team that played in December, January, and half of February, or the team that's played in February and March. We'll see. But Duke moves on to the Sweet 16. Kentucky will win a second game in Greensboro. They move on over Kansas State to the Sweet 16. And then Marquette will move on as well. So it will be in the Sweet 16 in the East, Purdue and Duke, Kentucky and Marquette. And that'll be at Madison Square Garden. That'll be exciting. Moving on to the Sweet 16 out of or the second round games out of the Midwest. I mentioned a moment ago, Auburn will take on Houston in a de facto home game in Birmingham. I think Auburn's going to win it. Bruce Pearl can find magic in his teams uh, this time of year. And I think Houston is the most susceptible number one seed uh, of all of them. And I see Auburn taking out Houston and Houston will be the first number one seed to fall. Indiana and Miami. Miami is grossly underseeded, in my opinion. I think Miami is a two seed at worst. Uh, the way they played all year long at 25 and 7, winning the ACC, um, getting all the way to the championship game in the ACC. Um, one of the best teams in the country. And of course, they went to the Elite Eight last year. They move on to the Sweet 16, beating Indiana. Xavier and Pitt. Pitt Cinderella run ends as an 11 seed Xavier moves on Penn State I think they're going to upset Texas I think Penn State is a 10 seed is going to keep rolling and move on to the Sweet 16 uh, so the Sweet 16 matchups in the Midwest will be Auburn Miami Xavier and Penn State could you ever believe that I would have Auburn and Alabama in a Sweet 16 and North Carolina not being there Tell you what, things, times they are changing. Moving down to the West, Kansas over Arkansas to move on. UConn will be too much for uh, upset-minded VCU. They will move on in what will be a fantastic Sweet 16 game. TCU will fall to Gonzaga and UCLA. So chalk in that region, the only region with chalk for me. So the Sweet 16 in the West, Kansas, UConn, Gonzaga, and UCLA. So we move back to the South. Sweet 16 games being played. I think uh, those are in, where are those? Maybe Louisville, the Yum Center, or KFC Center, I think. Anyway, it'll be Alabama over Charleston to move on to the Elite Eight. And then Arizona will take care of NC State. So chalk with the one and two seeds there moving on. In the East, it will be Purdue being too much with Edie for Flipowski and Duke. The one seed will move on, and the two seed Marquette will move on in Madison Square Garden over Kentucky. So chalk there, one, two in that one. The right side of the bracket, the chalk goes away. Miami, the five seed, will beat Auburn, the nine seed, to go to the Elite Eight, and Xavier will end 
Penn State's run. Xavier, the three seed, will beat Penn State, the 10, uh, to get to the Elite Eight. And down in the West, the chalk ends there, too. UConn will upset Kansas, and UCLA will defeat Gonzaga. So the Elite Eight that I have, Bama, Arizona, a one and a two. Purdue and Marquette, a one and a two. Miami, a five and a three with Xavier. And then UConn, a four and a two with UCLA. So moving on to the Elite Eight in the South region. Alabama will fall to Arizona. Arizona is a very, very good basketball team. They will move on to the Final Four, defeating Alabama. Marquette will upset Purdue to move on to the Final Four as well. Miami, a five seed, will upset Xavier to go to the Final Four. Getting over the hump for Joe Laranega at Miami, of course, his second Final Four appearance. He went back in 2006 with George Mason. And UConn, uh, the four seed, will upset the two seed UCLA to go to the Final Four. So the Ross Sports Report Final Four picks, Arizona, Marquette, Miami, and UConn in Houston. In semifinal Saturday on Saturday, April 1st, it will be Arizona defeating Marquette. Arizona goes to the national championship game to take on UConn. They will uh, they will defeat Miami. So in the national championship game on Monday, April 3rd, it will be Arizona and UConn. And I have, as Dickie Vade likes to say, Arizona cutting down the nets in Houston. Arizona Wildcats are your 2023 Ross Sports Report NCAA men's basketball champion. So there you go, folks. The bracket is there. I'm not going to guarantee you're going to win any money following that, but I gave you a very exciting tournament, a number of upsets, not too many, but a good number of upsets, a number one seed falling in the second round, and then the, all the other number one seeds getting to the Sweet 16, another falling in the, in the Sweet 16, two getting to the Elite Eight. So I give you a good mix of upsets, but also I give you some chalk as well. So take that as you will. Enter your bracketology pools in the last, you got till 12 o'clock tomorrow, so you got about another 12 hours once this hits the internet. Uh, but hey, there it is. It's all fun and games. There's nothing better than the NCAA tournament. If you love tournament basketball, the NIT is going on as well. Uh, you know, it's just a great time of year. So there is episode 10. I promised it to be March Madness centric, and that's what it is. We will be back again next week to update these picks. Uh, probably be again Wednesday night looking ahead to the Sweet 16 and see how many teams I got correct that are going on to the Sweet 16. Once again, this is the Raw Sports Report. Thanks for listening and enjoy March Madness. It all tips off tomorrow at 12 o'clock on True TV, TNT, TBS, and CBS. Wall to wall basketball the next four days. You gotta love it. Thanks for stopping by. This is the Raw Sports Report.